welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey there, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for the week. I hope you are all fabulous and uh, thanks for being here. Uh, so I want to start today, before we jump into the topic, to do some celebrations because you're all fabulous and I want to make sure you know it. First up, I would like to do a massive shout out to Tracy Gray of Tracy Gray Yoga. Uh, I've had the very good fortune to work with Tracy for quite some time now um, and enjoyed her company very much on my retreats. Tracy's based in Brisbane. She's a highly informed uh, yoga teacher, great practitioner, uh, yoga nerd like me. And um, Tracy finished up uh, at the end of last month in the Keep Growing Mastermind. I remember when she signed up, her goal was, she said she wanted to be in the mastermind until she had opened her home studio um, and, and used the group for support through that process. And she's absolutely done that. And the space is gorgeous. And she's achieved so much more along the way. So again, big shout out to Tracy. Just super inspiring. I also want to say um, uh, congratulations to one of my clients. She knows who she is. Uh, in the UK, who who launched two in-person classes last week um, amongst all of the are we shutting down, aren't we shutting down stuff. Um, the first time that she's done a full-blown uh, marketing approach for her business and I think she just did an exceptional job. So big congratulations to her as well. Uh, I want to also, before we get going, do, 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 I also want to say hello to uh, hello to Jen in Somerset, uh, the founder of Follow on Insta, um, the, hang on, I'm going to say it wrong, follow her on Instagram, the light and the dark co. Um, Jen makes... Products and resources for intentional living, natural candles to help you create daily rituals. She says launching soon in her bio, but looks like she's pouring candles right now. Um, and she sent me, she tagged me in a post saying that my podcast wasn't so bad. And she tagged me and some very impressive other people in that same post. I said to her, this is the only time Amy shares the stage with Brennan Bouchard. Uh, but hey, Jai, I'll take it. Thank you. Okay, so today I want to talk about um, a couple of, I want to talk about, we're going to do some storytelling-ish, but today more more about application, um, because, and this is thanks to Kate in Dunedin, uh, we were talking about, um, uh, we were talking about her business and what her plans are, and she's got some big goals to launch into 2021, and how is she going to, like, what's, what's her continuity between terms, what can she do? Over the, essentially over the Christmas break to keep the business humming. And we were talking about models and um, as in business models, not like Cindy Crawford, <laughs> invite her over. Um, God, you're old, Amy. Anyway, uh, so so 
Anyway, <laughs> why was she the one who came to mind? <laughs> um, so we were talking about what she could do, and I was saying that what what about if she did like a five morning uh, staycation kind of retreat? So so you teach a class every morning for five consecutive mornings, um, and we were sort of playing with ideas. And it dawned on me, of course, that uh, as I was talking about last week, um, the five is a great number of things for a whole bunch of applications. So what I'm going to talk about today is how you can create a five-part uh, model and apply it in different formats. And this is getting a bit meta, but what we're going to do is look at how you can use storytelling and philosophy as your theme for your five-part model. Okay, so I'm going to use an actual example. Um, this is uh, uh, something that I, this is an actual example of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat. Oh, I think maybe this was 2018? No, it might have been, oh, doesn't matter. Anyway, a past one. Uh, abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat, I teach, you know, that I always look for a five-part uh, anecdote, a five-part story, a five-character scenario. Um, and it, this instance, I chose uh, Pancha Mukha Anjaneya as our deity of the of the retreat. So Pancha Mukha, um, obviously, five-faced. Anjaneya is, is Hanuman another name for Hanuman. I don't know if you can hear Pee Wee sneezing. Um, and so, sorry, I used your special name in public. Steve. I don't know if you can hear Steve snoring. Anyway, so I decided that Panchamukha Anjanea would be our, our dude, our theme for the week. And so straight away, we now have uh, the teachings of, um, well, let me start again. Panchamukha Anjanea, if you don't know who he is, like I said, it's Hanuman, five-faced Hanuman. So it this comes from the Ramayana, uh, where where <coughs> Hanuman has been sent to Lanka with Ram's ring to locate the princess and let her know that help is on the way. And when he arrives, of course, um, Ravana is there, but also Ravana's got his kind of entourage of bad dudes, uh, and and Hanuman is confronted with these enemies. And one of the particular bad dudes. Um, can can divide himself up into five things. Five can put himself can be in five places at once, and uh, in order to fulfill his uh, dharma, in order to complete the task that he's been given by Ram. And remember, um, Hanuman is the Ram Das. He is the the Ramadasa. He is the devotee of Ram. Um, Bali, like he is so devoted to Ram. He cannot fail in this task. So how is he going to solve the problem of uh, killing a, a demon, essentially, who can be in five places at once? And so um, three of the five places that the demon goes to is lamps, three different lamps. And so Hanuman has to, has to attack this bad guy in five ways at the same time. How does he do that? Well, we know that he has his cities, his magical powers, He's already used a bunch of them to this point. He will use more of them in the battle that that, that comes. But in this moment, he did, he grows four other heads, and uh, he had now has five, five five faces. So this is the, this is where the Panchamukha Anjaneya myth 
comes from was the in the effort to fulfill the wishes of Ram and and deliver the ring to Sita and and uh, everybody get out of there. He had to kill one particular bad person who could be in five places at once. And how do you do that? You develop five faces and that that's how you do that. So here we are with a, a myth from the Ramayana, which you can imagine we could pull apart and unpack that in itself, that tiny little portion of the Ramayana. But you could apply this to, uh, there are so many fives in, in yoga story. And so you could pick, you could pick the five Pandava brothers, for example, if you wanted to, although two of them, you know, they had, had different mothers, you know, they're not as exciting, you could, but you could pick them. Um, you could pick, uh, you could pick the five, you could pick five, the five consorts, you could pick five of your favorite goddesses, you could pick, um, you could choose five, uh, particular symbols from the uh, Shivanadaraja, I know that's an Anusara go-to, um, that's a nice thing, or any of the, any of the deities. So there are so many numbers, five, so the instruction here, if you want to uh, implement this training today, is to come up with what is a, what is a five, num uh, uh, what is um, a piece of yoga mythology that can be broken down into five pieces, and hit me up on Insta if you want to know some of the other ones that I've taught over my retreats. I do this every time. People who have come multiple times know that Amy will have another myth that she'll pull apart and spread out over the week in various forms. This one's so great because it's super easy. Um, Panchamukha Anjaneya, like I said, five faces. Here's the cool thing. They weren't all the same face. So when Ravana had 10 heads, they're all Ravana's head, moustached, whatever. Here we have, in fact, within this myth, we have five different forms five different additional characters and so when you're thinking about your five components to what it is that you're offering now you have even more juice to go into so we have um, Varaha we have Garuda Hanuman of course uh, you have to keep your own head uh, Hayagriva and Narasimha who I think might be my favorite I don't know I like Hayagriva too anyway so these are all um all of these five characters, they also all have their own mythology. So now we have five more, like five specific stories. So we could tell various stories of Varaha and what he symbolizes. So that's the pig, the boar, right? Um, and how he, he, um, he uses his tusks to up-earth the hidden, to uncover what's um, sort of subterranean, right? As if there's not a whole lot of stuff in there that you could explore. And how you would map asana across that kind of theming. Then we have, um, we have uh, oh, I love Hyagriva. Hyagriva is the horse head. So he's, he, um, he, represents one of the things I love about what Hyagriva represents is the idea of having the capacity to roam um, and um, choose your location and, uh, and particularly whether you're on the plains or in the forest so are you is it the conscious or the subconscious is it freedom or is it 
bondage? Is it um, insight or is it confusion? Is it concealment? Is it revelation? Are you moving forward or going back? Uh, you know, again, rich, rich, rich themes in here that you can use when you just simply look at one of the faces of, of, of Hanuman here. Um, I like Narasimha. Narasimha's got a really great story. He uh, he had some family stuff. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and and again, all of the mythology that comes out of this particular character, super super powerful. So again, Panchamukha Anjaneya, five faces of Hanuman. Each of those five faces in a is a character in and of itself. Varaha is the boar head. Garuda obviously is the bird head. If you're looking at pictures, Google this up. You'll see all of the faces. Uh, Anjaneya himself, Hanuman monkey head arguably monkey head uh, narasimha uh, lion head and then hyagriva um, the horse head cool right juicy but then here's what's also very very cool about yoga and how you can not only use mythology which is what i've been talking about so far but how you can use philosophy as well because in all of these uh, when you you don't have to go very deep into study to see that all of these um, numbers number fives map across each other. What are you talking about, Amy? Here's what I mean. Each of these five faces of Hanuman is also associated with one of various other systems of five. So, for example, let's look at the Mahabhutas, right? The the five elements. Varaha is the earth element. Garuda is the water element. Hanuman, well we know he's the wind element because he's um, you know um, the son of the wind god. That was a rape by the way just saying. Me too. Hashtag me too. Just keeping it real on that one. But anyway, uh, that's what happens when the wind god fluffs up your skirt you get preggers. Uh, I distract us. Uh, Narasimha is the fire element, and then Hayagriva uh, is the ether element. So again, if you want to teach a five elements workshop, if you want to teach your students about the five elements, now you have these characters and story that you can use to highlight your point. So if we want to talk about... Um, Let's go back to talking about uh, Varaha, uh, the boar head, and the element of the earth and excavating, being or being grounded or being present. What does that mean? What is what is in that character's, um, you know, what 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 is in that character's backstory? What do they represent uh, as a symbol, as an archetype? And this is so much richer than simply saying, I'm teaching a workshop on the five elements. I mean, is that interesting? Sure. And if that's your speciality, go for it. But here's another way to weave in greater complexity and I would argue more interest and appeal. I also, knowing so many of you, suspect that you're just going to get more of a kick out of it. You know? Like how many times can you teach the same freaking workshop? If I taught the same retreat every time, oh my God, here we go again. It's day two. It's time to talk about eh boring but every year in inevitably similar topics arise but I get to explore a new theme people who came last time get a you know still get something new at this time 
Um, and it's going to, you know, it's going to incentivize retention because it's always going to be different, even if it is the five elements that you teach. But now you're teaching the five elements mapped across the Pandava brothers, or now you're teaching the five elements mapped across Panchamukha Anjaneya. You know, th- this makes for more interest when you merge together the philosophy and the mythology in one. So here's another example. The, um, the These five faces of Hanuman, Varaha, Garuda, Anjaneya, Narasimha, Hayagriva, also map to the Indreyas, the Maha Indreyas. So there you go again. If you teach a really, um, you know, maybe maybe you teach a really physical practice or maybe you are much more into asana than pranayama or whatever else Uh, so maybe choosing something that's very physical and understandable like has an anatomy focus is an interesting way to explore um to explore these characters obviously they map to the chakra system they also map to um there's a, a verse in the bhagavad gita where krishna is saying hey you know the people who are who are into me, the people on my team, they do these five things. And, of course, each of these characters maps across each of the ways that a devotee of Krishna would demonstrate that devotion. So you could pull that apart. So you can see here that the arguably like the richness here is kind of endless, right? You can you can mix and match these things in all sorts of different ways and it will give your offerings so much more flavor when you start to not only know more of these stories but feel confident enough to interpret them in a way that is going to be in service to your studentship, particularly when you can uh, incorporate not only mythology but philosophy as well. So let's say I, I, I talk about this quite a bit. I remember the first time I was presented with the the tantric, you know, the 36 tapas of tantra, the 36 uh, stages of, of manifestation or, or stages to the absolute or however, whichever direction you're going or however you want to talk about it, but the 36 tapas. And the first time I was joined, I was like, what the this blow my mind um well here you go you could start to unpack it using storytelling you could you okay this this time we're talking about it's time now to to talk about the Mahabhutas. it's time to talk about the elements how are we going to do that well let me tell you a story because once upon a time there was this man lion and he had this shitty situation with his family and you know he, he had a bit of an anger issue and that's the fire element much more interesting and potentially more memorable like if we want to serve our students we want them to remember stuff we want it to be useful we know that it is simply human nature that we grab onto stories we remember stories you know i'm sure this is how you remember people people that you connect with is because you've heard more of their story you know more about who they are and this is a great way to teach okay so I've made the point about pick something, pick a five thing. In this example, I'm using one that I've used on my own retreat, Panchamukha Anjaneya, um, who is made up of Varaha, Garuda, Anjaneya, Narasimha, Hayagriva. They also map to each of those characters has their own story and they also map to other things 
which you can select based on what you're interested in. So if you're about the elements, you teach that. If you're about the chakras, you can map them to that. If you're about the Indrayas, you can map them to that. If you're into Krishna or the Gita, you can map them to that. So we're blending now together mythology and philosophy and you've developed something that I'm pretty sure no one else where you teach is offering, right? Like, immediately more interesting. Am I wrong? This is immediately more interesting. <laughs> so what, you say? I thought you were telling us about application. I am. So that's the nerdy bit, right? Go learn these stories. Think more about them. You know, I was I was um, re-listening to chapter two of the Mahabharata yesterday while I was reading the Strawberry Patch. It sounds like a gross euphemism. I don't know what for. Don't don't think anymore about that. Sorry. Ugh, don't even know. Uh, but I was um, because there's so much sex in it. Like there's, I've decided that the actual overall themes of the Mahabharata are lust. <laughs> Everybody's having affairs with everybody and um, jealousy. Maybe that's just what all stories are based on. Could be true. Um, okay, so we've picked, a, you've picked a five something, a five something from mythology, yoga mythology. Great. The Mahavidyas, the, I don't know, you've picked it. Excellent. Panchamukha Anjaneya, whatever you pick, great. And now what I'm, and, and we've looked at how we can break that down into its five components and then how we can incorporate a layer or a wash of philosophy over the top of it or vice versa, pick the philosophy first, overlay the mythology, totally up to you. So what? So what, Amy? What good does that do me? Why the fuck are you talking about fives? So this Five workshops can be used in so many different ways. Five individual workshops that have an overarching theme can be used in so many different ways. Here's four examples. One, teach a retreat where every day of the retreat, the full days, you teach on one of these themes. So on my retreat, when I do this, I base the, not only the yoga asana on the, you know, whichever uh, archetype, I, t I base the business training on that archetype. Like what do we learn about our business from um, higher griever? And we talk, I talked about, um, you know, being in a group of your peers, being in community, being with the the, the, the herd, um, it, and you can go in so many different directions with this. So you could use it as a retreat tool. You could do classic five-part in-person classes. It's five weeks of, you could even make it six weeks with a summary or an intro, you know, five-week exploration of Panchamukha Anjaneya and the five elements instantly more interesting you could do it as an e-course you could teach it on the interwebs you could sell it as a downloadable once you would taught it live cha-ching yes 
uh, you could do it like Kate and I were talking about over summer or winter, sorry, uh, you know, between, maybe it's between Christmas and New Year, maybe it's the first week of January when the kids can do whatever they like because mum's going to yoga at seven o'clock or whatever. I know everybody in the Northern Hemisphere is thinking, why would you leave the house at 7am? It's pretty nice here then. Uh, you get my point. It can be a great thing to do in a summer break, whatever. Uh, five classes is also exceptional for a weekend workshop. Last week, talking about, um, I was talking about my first ever weekend workshop, interstate weekend workshop. So what is that? That's Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Five workshops. I could go to Tracy's, if she'll have me, Tracy's beautiful yoga studio and say, hey, I'm coming to do a weekend workshop, five sessions about Panchamukha Anjaneya and the Maha Indreyas. Do you want to co-teach it with me? And she'd get a geek on <laughs> and know more about anatomy than me and it would be fabulous because no one else is doing that, right? So when you can, when you can come up with something that is so compelling, and remember, you, you might think, you might think, oh, my people don't like that. They just come for exercise or my people don't really want the religion thing or my people don't like all that God stuff. Everybody loves to be told a story. Everybody. Don't you think? Everyone. Did you just think that maybe your podcast had given out then? I sat for ages listening to Gabby Bernstein uh, and I thought she, she was doing a meditation and I was listening to it and I thought, wow, she's really going deep in this moment. And then, <laughs> then I realized my phone had gone flat. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, well. So, so how cool is this, right? Come up with five things and now you have either your signature workshop series that you can travel with. I've helped a lot of yoga teachers come up with their signature workshop series so that they can go teach at other people's places. When would I do that again? Um, spread it out one a day for five days, either retreat style or as an intensive. Um, Offer it as online as a five-week course. Offer it in person as part of your class planning. So much more interesting. So much more interesting for people to, you know, it's also great for retention because you've come to two of my classes or you've met three of these people that are, that make up Panchamukha, but you want to know the last two. You're not going to miss out on those. You've got to keep coming back. So there's so much goodness about this model in your business you can charge i mean what definitely 250 300 maybe depending on how you break it down 200 if you're freaking out about 300 but you know you get 10 people in there that's a nice thing to do with five consecutive workshops whether it's five weeks five days five sessions over three days however you want to slice it or dice it but think about how beneficial this is in terms of business. One, it's interesting for you. And let's face it, the only time you get burnt out is when there is a lack of creativity. That is, burnout only happens when there is not enough creativity. If you are so excited about something, you will just stay up late. You will get up early. You will multitask so that you can listen to something. You will be just so in love and obsessed with what you're working on that you can't burn out. 
But when you're just like, oh, holy God, can I really teach another class about how to engage your glutes in a backbend? <laughs> can I really do it all again? No. Can I really teach everybody again how to actually chant Om? Because there's not enough creativity in there. But if you if you're inspired, if you're lit up, if you're excited about what it is that you're doing because it's new and it's novel, you're gonna love selling that. If you've ever heard me talk about my retreat, I love selling it. I love promoting my retreat. Why? Because it's awesome. Why is it awesome? Because I'm so committed to making it that way. I love it so much because I'm doing what I love. So you're going to be more interested. Two, it's going to challenge you to teach better. How do you bring in complex ideas and, and, and share them with your students in a way that's relatable? When I fell in love, when I discovered for the first time Anusara Yoga, you know what I loved about it? I love that every time I went to a yoga class, it gave me an opportunity to learn more about myself. And I'm not talking just about my physical body. And in fact, you know, what a blessing to use the physical body as a mechanism to go more internal. So, oops, Miranda. So, you know, we want to be sharing these ideas with our students. How do you do that though? I have a lot of, of yoga teachers who say to me, I don't know how to get started. I don't know how to suddenly start. I mean, imagine if you just walked into class and went, okay, put your mats away. Today, I'm going to teach you the 36 tapas. <laughs> People aren't coming back to that. Maybe on a yoga teacher training, but not just to a class. But if you turn up and say, today, I want to tell you a story about this magical man lion-headed man who had a bit of an anger issue but he worked on it let's get going interesting interesting straight away interesting so you're going to become a better teacher by doing this you're going to stand out in the marketplace if that's your fear because no one else is doing this like this I mean some are and we track them down and we love them but it's not as common you know how many chakra five six week or if you're a, you're not a Sri Vidya person seven week whatever how many chakras are in your system I don't judge uh whatever how many of that like god help me the number of people I speak to who book in for coaching with me like Amy I've got this great idea I'm, I want to teach a course on the chakras hey wow that's never been done before except all the time you know but what about I don't know, what about like mapping the chakras over the, um, the, 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 the divine consorts or the, the forms of the feminine, you know, pick them, pick them out. Which ones do you think would map well? That's interesting. Tell a story along the way. Talk, include Chinamasta because she gets up, no one talks about poor old Chinamasta. It's one of my favorites. Right? Interesting. Interesting going to stand out in the marketplace like these are all good reasons that this is a good thing for your business plus the five model you make this thing once you can teach it in so many different ways I have in my notebook right now I'm looking at it 
I've got, because I taught this thing two years ago, I've got five different asana classes mapped out that I taught in Thailand two years ago across these things, across these elements and characters that I could put on, COVID permitting, in a weekend workshop right here in my town. No one's doing this. Interesting. There's lots of nerds here, yoga nerds. Cool stuff. Or I could um, smash it all into an e-course and put it out there in the world. Who wants to buy this? I'll teach you a little bit of something. I'll give you some journaling prompts. Here's a chant for each of the deities. Here's a story. And here's some asana. It's 50 bucks. Would you like to buy it? Interesting. No one's doing that. So, you know, the, the you can make it once and use it multiple times. And I know from so many of you tell me this, that like, people will come back for the same thing. I know I do this with my teacher. I've been to the same. In fact, I'm doing it right now with another one of my teachers. I've done that training a lot. The first time I did, I just finished a training with him that I did for the first time in 2009. The same training. Loved it. Can't get enough. It's never actually the same because we're never actually the same. So there's so many reasons why this is great for your business. I really, really want you to do it. And then, then what's super cool is not only are you within each of the sessions, whether they're a week apart, whether they're an hour apart, whether they're all online or a day, whatever, however you spread the five sessions, you then get to weave the theme, the character, the mythology, the, the, the philosophy into your sequence. Now, this is fun. If you think that maybe your sequences are a bit dry and boring or you want to try out something more interesting, hello, now you've got a really cool theme to look at. And I'm looking at my classes now. In fact, everybody who's in um, Yoga and Story, if you signed up for it, if you want my, um, if you want to get my um, asana plans from my retreat, um, let me know. Uh, happy to do it. Um, let me see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So, so for example, the class here that I taught on the second day, full day of my retreat was based on, um, Varaha was based on the, um, earth element. That's so that's the boar face of Panchamukha Anjanath. And I taught, it looks like I taught, um, well, I taught a lot of stuff that was on the ground, lots of, um, yeah, lots of really grounded stuff, lots of stuff that focused on um, the posterior chain, lots of stuff about, um, lots of stuff about the back body, lots of stuff about the unconscious, lots of, you know, we were talking before about Brad, like digging stuff up, unearthing the hidden so let's get into the back body where the, the subconscious is, you know, the feminine. We did um, Chandra Namaskar, like, you know, let's go into the, the murkiness um, of, the, of the moon salutations. Um, we did lots of, we did like ab rolls. Um, yeah, so it was lots of low to the ground. In fact, I did not teach, with the exception of the Chandra Namaskar, we didn't do any standing poses at all in that class because I wanted people to feel really earthy and, and get subterranean, go down deep and dirty into 
the the um, what is not apparent, what is hidden. And as you can imagine, if you're if you're putting spreading this across a retreat, you know the second full day of a week long retreat is when it starts to hit you. You start to, the weird dreams start to happen. <laughs> you start to be pissed off with that person that turns the light on in the toilet at 2 a.m. every morning. You know, you've you've spent enough time sort of familiarizing yourself with the territory. The stuff starts to come up, right? Like you're tusking up the, the, the shit that's in and underneath. So the way that you even sequence your class very much ties back into the layering of mythology and philosophy that you set out at the beginning. It's going to be more interesting for you. It's sure as hell going to be more interesting for your students. And you're, you're teaching them more than simply an asana class. You're, you're uh, challenging yourself to be more um, of a student yourself and explore this stuff, really know what it is that you're talking about. And you're also like, like growing your own muscles in, in having some authority in how you interpret this stuff. I remember talking to Devda. Padneg um, about cultural appropriation and he was saying you know the, the reason that he calls his book on the Gita my Gita and the reason that he calls his book on the Hanuman Chalisa my Hanuman Chalisa is because it's about his interpretation and he said go for it interpret it that's what it's there for like pull it out play with it look at it use it claim it own that that's your interpretation but don't be fearful of it and and this is what I really would love to invite you to consider what would your five-part mythology and philosophy um, model look like and how would you like to offer it? What would feel good to you? Do you want to use it as a retreat? Do you want to run it as an online course? Do you want to do it as a five-day intensive in the gardens? Like what would feel good to you? And we're talking two not for your retreat, but 200 to $300 for any of those kind of formats. Um, and once you've made it once, you can continue to use it. I might teach a very similar class to this with another theme. Why not? I might use a different storytelling device with still using the elements and still refer to this earthy subterranean asana that I've got written here. Super, super, uh, super, super great way to be different uh, to stay inspired and to to learn more stuff. You know, yoga is infinitely rich. There is so much to it. The stories, holy, you know, it's not even just when I, because I, like I said, on my retreat, I teach the asana in the morning based on the theme and the, you know, the, the mythology, the philosophy. Okay, great. We have breakfast. Then we'd have like a two and a half hour business workshop and there's more stories to pull out from that one character. Like who are there? siblings who was their partner their consort what was some of the interesting primary activities that they undertook in their journey and how is that relevant it's just can you tell that I love doing this <laughs> so I want you to pick something um, I want you to test this out map it out spread it over five portions five 90-minute classes five 75-minute classes five days on a retreat whatever five zooms um, and see how can I not only do the storytelling, the mythology, but how could I also blend in the uh, philosophy here? And like I said, you don't have to look far in yoga because 
those folks who came up with all this stuff back then, they liked mapping things across other things. They liked saying there's five of these for these reasons. Like, you know, Pancha Mukha Anjaneya, I've only touched on a couple of ways that you can map other elements across what he represents. There's also things like who faces north, who faces south, who faces east. I thought when I was preparing for today, for this podcast, I thought, wow, if you taught a really active, inspired vinyasa, you could even just make people face the different directions and do the same vinyasa sequence like five times with a different outlook. And what is that experience like? I mean, there you have it. That's just an easy way. The horse head faces this way. Everybody turned this way. Now we're doing our, you know, now we're doing the higher griever flow. It's exactly the same. It's just facing a different, like the subtleties of practice. How do you experience this differently when you're facing the window versus facing the wall? So much, so much more interesting. So yeah, like hit me up on Instagram, uh, Amy Yoga Biz Coach. If, uh, if you've got an idea, if you want to run it past me, um, you know, it'll be fun. I want to see what, what you got. Who else are you who else are you digging? Where who else would you like to tell some stories about? Um, watch a whole bunch of cartoons, watch some Hindi cartoons, get some ideas, read some more books. Uh, there's oodles and oodles and oodles of goodness on the interwebs. Um, yeah, have fun. And and uh, this week you got to get yourself signed up for Yoga and Story. If you're not in yet, you need to uh, you need to sign up because I'm closing registrations this coming weekend. So this this uh, Yoga and Story is a six-week course. I'm going to teach you pretty much what we talked about today, uh, but with more storytelling. So I'm going to tell you more stories, stories each week, and um, and then talk about how well what's the philosophy that you could incorporate here, and what does that mean, and how could you break this down from a business perspective? How can you use these themes in your life, um, in, as well as in your classes and, and in your business? It's going to be an incredible journey. I'm not quite sure how to eloquently talk about it other than to say that um, I'm so excited about this because uh, obviously it's my passion. I, I suspect um, you know, having had a background as a, as a writer and an editor of fiction, um, storytelling is, is a, uh, something that I love. I know for me, if I think back over my journey of yoga um the stuff that has been transformative has been the storytelling stuff i remember the first time i ever met julie uh from Sri in in brisbane i, I don't think it was the first ever time i'd been to like a guest teacher coming from somewhere else i didn't even know that was a thing and it was at um oh god how embarrassing i've forgotten the name of that yoga studio in uh oh in fitzroy and they had this huge shivanataraj statue and um and Julie was teaching on that. She was teaching on the Ananda Tandava and was like, whoa, this is a whole new way of doing things. Um, and I've had just incredible blessings with teachers who are very, very good at this uh, over the years. And I, I, that's the stuff that I remember. You know, that's the stuff that I remember being at um, Wanderlust in Hollywood uh, with with Douglas Brooks talking about the symbolism of Anjaneya's broken jaw or the deformity of Ganesha's broken tusk and what that means for us as humans in the, you know, human experience and what that means for us in accepting um, deformities. 
you know, this, all of this stuff is just so rich. And I know that those are the classes, the classes that have evolved applied mythology and philosophy that have stuck with me the most and have been the most transformative for me as a student, for sure. So if you are interested in, in blending some of this into your teaching, um, please do sign up for this course. I, I, I'm just so excited about it. We're going to have so much fun. Um, and we're going to get stuck in, you know. Uh, how else can I tell you about it? All I can say is that this one, honestly, uh, I know I teased Jodie uh, in Lake's entrance. I teased Jodie that this course wouldn't have happened if she hadn't nagged me about it. That's true in part, but I've got to say I'm teaching this course because I want to. <laughs> you know what that's like in business. <laughs> there are times when you oh, I could do that and I could do this and that worked last time and maybe that one again. But then every now and then you just think, fuck it, I'm teaching this because I want to. Uh, that is this course, Yoga and Story. I'm teaching it because, hell, I want to. And Jodie wanted me to. So get yourself signed up if you haven't yet. Um, there's a payment plan too if you want to spread the payments uh, so that you can sort of, you know, invest as you earn it. Uh, the link is amymcdonald.com.au. The uh, link is in the session notes. And for everybody who's already signed up, I don't know if you want my asana sequences but I got them here so uh we can I can upload them to the Facebook group if you want let me know I have to type them up because my handwriting is abominable <laughs> all right everybody uh one more time amymcdonald.com.au forward slash story come hang out it's going to be super awesome I just know it will because I'm going to make sure of it because how could it not be when I love it this much? If you don't like geeking out about yoga, this is not the course for you. <laughs> but if you don't mind a bit of a geek out and you want to go a bit deeper and if any of the stuff I said, you're like, I don't even know who that is. I don't even know what that is. Um, don't feel that you have to know anything yet. just want to be clear about that. Like, I've never read the Bhagavad Gita. I can't go to that thing. Yes, you can. You've got to start somewhere. I remember I just finished doing a training with my teacher, like I said, today, this morning. The first time I took that training with him, I talked about this before, like I didn't even know that yoga clothing was a thing, let alone who Mr. Iyengar was or what the fuck the Gita is. My roommate uh, on that yoga teacher training, she had like three different Gitas in her bag. One of them was pocket size that she kept in her purse. Oh, hell, where am I? What is going on? Like, I thought this was just about eating dal and doing yoga nidra. <laughs> so don't not sign up because you're worried you don't know enough yet. This is a community where you can't ask a dumb question, where everybody is welcome and we're just bumbling along together. Please don't discount yourself because you're judging yourself negatively. Lots of yoga teacher trainings don't use mythology or they don't do philosophy. Maybe you just got the yamas and the niyamas and that was dry for you. Guess what? Because dry um we're not doing any of that no dry stuff but please don't discount yourself also there's no homework for this it's not um like I said I'm teaching this because I really want to there's no homework there's no I mean apply it don't apply it um a bunch of people have said I don't know if I can fit it in come along to the classes once a week two hours once a week for pleasure like this is a pleasure situation that you get to claim on your tax talk to your accountant I can't give financial advice this there's no homework here there's no workbooks um there might be reading if you want 
you might just make a list and do it over the rest of your life, you know. Um, come along. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash story. Uh, let me know what you thought of this episode and what your ideas are. I want you to come up with five things. Base it, pick a bit of mythology, pull it into five bits, overlay some philosophy on it, and tell me, is it going to be a retreat, a weekend workshop, a five-week course? Let me know. I can't wait to hear from you. Amy, yoga biz coach. Take care, everyone, and just thanks for being awesome. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure. Of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.